Assalamu alaikum boys. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What's going on man? Not much, not much. Just chill, how about you? Alhamdulillah bro, alhamdulillah. On home, what about you? On home bro, you're muted. That's good, because I was making some obscene noises. Mm. Uh, the way, bro, I'm the love for everything, man. Sis, sis, salaha. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam. I'm Mike. Glad you could tune in. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Man, it's been a whole week since we got on live, eh? Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. So, first thing I want to quickly get out there, quick PSA before uh, we go into how everyone's doing is, Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Uthman Ibn Farooq will be our first ever live guest. Yes, you've heard it here first because we've always done pre-recorded live um, or premieres, but this will be an actual legitimate live stream this Friday, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but aside from that, man, what is new with both of you guys? Not much, to be honest. Same old, same old, you know, living, learning. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Anna, man, what are, what are you doing? An eye test or? <laughs> all right, all right. So, off the rip, we uh, have, unfortunately, due to high demand, we got way too many people in the waiting room last time we tried this. So, it will be open to members and patreon members only so youtube members and patreon members only if they want to come and you know get a conversation with us so i'm going to quickly post the link to patreon and Streamyard, and one of the other brothers inshallah will take over for a few moments all right <clears throat> let's uh let me hit you guys with a little reminder inshallah it's a good reminder i can give bismillahirrahmanirrahim <clears throat> There's one hadith, I think I spoke about it a few times, but it's a very beautiful hadith. I was thinking about it recently. It's the hadith, and usually you hear either the first part of this hadith or the last part of the hadith. Uh, but Bismillah, the Prophet, والسلام, he says, The strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the weak believer. Now, what does it mean to be strong? There are many ways you can be strong. It could be physically, mentally, emotionally, intellectually, you know, strong with finances, strong in many ways so the the strong believer is better more beloved to allah than the weak believer why perhaps because they could do more good and that kind of begs the question okay how do you get strong the prophet in the continuation of the hadith he says he kind of answers that because he says hold on to what gives you benefit or cherish what brings you benefit and trust in allah and do not lose your heart like don't become hopeless and then that begs the question okay well you know, what would make someone become hopeless? And then he answers that too. He says, If something comes to you in the form of difficulty, in the form of hardship, then don't say, if only I did this or if only I did that. And then, you know, so-and-so would have happened or this wouldn't have happened. He said, rather say, Qadr Allah and Allah does as he wills. This is what Allah has decreed and Allah does as he wills. And then he says at the end, because saying, if opens up the door to shaitan. That's the formula. Mm. Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. Seems a little uh, awfully quiet today, man. Yeah. 
something about it. Maybe being a Monday, bro. Honestly, man, Mondays are Mondays are just drags, bro. How about you guys? Uh, your health. How how was your health, both of you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. My wisdom tooth is kicking a little bit, uh, but other than that, alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. So first question I had is actually for Anho before we get some people on, um, bro. Being in where you are, right, for however long you're at, uh, you've been there for so far. What is one thing you actually don't like, bro? If any, you know, because I know you talked about a lot of things that you do like, but is there anything that you don't really like? Do you miss back home, or is there anything that you're not really fond of? I miss having connections with people. It's it's very lonely out here, very isolating. Hmm. But it's a it's a lonely road, isn't it? It is, man. It is. But uh, honestly, that's a good and bad thing if you look about it. We got Abdul Rahman on uh, on the stream, so I'm gonna add him right now. But it's a good thing because, or sorry, it's a bad thing because first and foremost, what you said predominantly that you feel like you might not have people, and it gets a little lonely. But it's a good thing, so you could give and create and give dawah and and do more to you know because i I heard the saying that in the west there's there's uh there's muslims but no islam but then in the east and places like where you're at there's there's islam there's opportunity for islam um but there's no muslims you know or maybe i butchered and got it but you know what i'm trying to say you know there's no proper muslims there's no guidance so could be an opportunity bro well there's muslims it's just Because of the language, the language barrier as well. Um, but it is what it is, bro. It is what it is, then. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam, bro. Wa alaikum salam. Horizontal. Oh. Wait. Like this? No. Yeah, but I think you have screen lock rotation on. How do I fix this? Yeah, just if you have auto rotate and then just inshallah we'll go ah. ahead and Okay, okay. Alhamdulillah, bro. There we go. How are you guys? Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah, good. How are you? Good, bro. I'm very good. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. I'm uh, a little bit nervous to be honest. <laughs> How are you? Don't worry, nothing to be nervous about, man. Where are you from, bro? It's definitely daylight outside. I'm from uh, I'm from the Netherlands, and um, currently I'm in I'm in the same country as you, Angel. I'm in uh, in Thailand. Mashallah, are you the uh, the brother that reached out? Yes, yeah, that's me, <laughs> brother. I've been I've been mean my bad, man. I've been meaning to reach out to you. No problem, no problem. I understand. Isn't it ironic that Anho is literally like, bro, it's so lonely. And then you got a brother, bro, yeah. in Thailand now. Mashallah, Allah Mubarak, bro. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. You, you're currently still in, um, in Pai? I am in uh, Chalong, Phuket, Chalong. Phuket, alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Um, so actually, I'm now in the, in the southern areas. 
we have a lot of Muslims here. Most most provinces like like Yala, Patani, uh, they have like ninety percent Muslims actually. And so I arrived in Thailand like like five months ago. So is it okay for me to to tell a story or? Yeah, <laughs> so go for it. Of course, bro. yeah, of course. Of course okay. but, but also let us know what brought you here, man. So, what we brought here actually is that um, before uh, I was living in in my country Holland, um, you know, I I had everything, but I had a car, I had a job, I had money, I had friends and family, I I'm healthy. But I was never like 100% happy with my life, you know. I always felt that, that something is missing. So at some point I decided that after a period of depression and not feeling so good, like there has to, there has to be some change. There has to be something has to be, has to be changed. And I was in, in Thailand before, actually two years ago with my, uh, my family. The moment I got here, I was really in love with the country. You know, the people, uh, the food, uh, the weather. It's, a, it's an amazing country. So I decided to go backpacking actually on my own. Um, so I, I arrived here last last August. And in the beginning, I was also in Phuket. Um, just stupid things, you know, haram, partying, uh, a lot of alcohol, drugs, women, you know, the standard things that unbelievers do. <laughs> um and after a while, I uh, was traveling some more to other places, and uh, I arrived in uh, in Chiang Mai. And at this place, I I met two brothers from Palestine. Um, so we we start talking. It was a funny story. Actually, it was in uh, in a Buddhist temple where where I met these two guys. Mm. So we start talking about uh, Israel, Palestine, the situation there, because of course I heard about I heard about this on the news before and. But I never understood what's like really happening in the country there. So they they told me like what's happening there, and after this we'd start talking about Islam. And the more I I asked them, the more I understand like all the questions I asked, they had an answer on it. And so I start researching myself like like literally all the questions I had, they had a. Yo, bro, bro, I think bro. Your, your audio is your audio is cutting out, bro. I think you can hear us. Yo, Abdurrahman, bro. Bro, Rami, can you bro, type I'll, your audio? I'll be right back. Is... I'll be right back, bro. All right, Yo, Rami, do you mind saying your audio is uh, acting up, and then I can pin the message? Acing up, bro. <laughs> what? Sorry. I, I, I missed you. Man like Rami, bro. <laughs> All right, let me check. Let me check. Okay, there we go. That's better. Barakalafik, bro. It's, it's really good now. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, it's good now? Yeah, Anil, Anil said he's just going to be back in a, in a few moments, bro. All right, right. You can continue, though, by all means. Let me just go inside here. Maybe the connection is better inside. Yeah. So... I just want to say what I like to the super chat. So yeah, after a while I decided that um 
I want to become a Muslim because I was so afraid, you know, of, of dying as a non-believer. Because I know, of course, what happened if you die a non-believer. So I, I did my shahada even before I, um, alhamdulillah, before I read the Quran. And then some of my Muslim brothers from, from Holland, they, uh, they sent the Quran to me, the translation. So now I'm reading the Quran, alhamdulillah. Um, so I'm, I'm really thinking now, like, how can I help other people with my story? You know, I don't want to talk about myself like, uh, look how good I am, I became Muslim. No, I want to, uh, to bring something for the people to, to learn from. So, hmm. uh, Inshallah, fair, bro. <laughs> first, first question, bro, yeah. Rahman, that I have for you. And it's a genuine question from me to you. So forget all the viewers, all right? What mm -hmm. made you... As a man who lived his own life, thought he had it all figured out, what made you look at this whole different way of life, this whole different thing? Because now you got to learn all these things, right? So initially it was like, I have to learn uh, Muslims pray. It might seem daunting, right? To, to a lot of people, let's be honest. So what made you, despite all of this, still come into it, still give it a shot, still make that decision, right? Because it is a decision. It's not something that anyone forced you, right? We, we don't do that, but... What made you still go through with it, bro? And just stick with it? Uh, what made me make this decision? You know, mostly that I, I really feel like I need it. I need Islam in my life to uh, be more peaceful, to have more, more, more peace in my heart and to live a meaningful life, you know, because before I didn't, I didn't really know what I want in my life. I uh, didn't know if I wanted to work again, go back to school, or like, what is the purpose of life? You know, why are we here? Why? What? What, what is the, the reason that we born into this life? So, hmm. uh, Islam gives me a reason to live and to uh, a goal, a goal in life to to go for it. You know, and my my biggest goal at the moment is that you know the the first thing. The first thing that I, I realized when I became Muslim and I found the truth is that, but I don't want to keep this for myself, you know, I want to share it. I want to know the world. I, was, I have this feeling of like, I want to, I want to tell my family, I want to, I want to tell my friends. So my, my biggest goal at this moment is to get the knowledge, get the knowledge right and to, to be able to oh, your, your audio. my family and my friends. Ah, there we go. I don't know. Maybe you're you like covering the mic or no? I get a call from somebody and he's calling me all the time. And when he <laughs> when he calls me, I think you can't hear me. Mm, okay. So sorry, man. Sorry. So the thing that I was saying is that um um the the first reaction of me finding out about the truth is that I don't want to keep this for myself. Of course, I want to share this with the world. I want to share it with my with my family and my friends. Um. So first, of course, I have to get the knowledge right. So I'm, I'm going back to school here in Thailand. They have a Islamic university. I'm going to, inshallah, learn Arabic and uh, learn more about the Quran and the Sunnah. Um, so this is like now my, my biggest goal in life to help my friends, my family, or even strangers to find out about Islam um, and to get as much people as possible on the straight path. Mashallah. 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 Rami, any questions you got? Uh, when are you starting the school? Sorry, sorry. When are you starting at the university? 
So I'm starting in June next semester. Oh, mashallah. Inshallah. Nice, nice, nice. So it's like the spring semester. Are you starting it? Mashallah. Mashallah. Islamic University in Thailand. Some people are surprised to hear that. Yeah, so there's, there's just one Islamic University. So the history about the South is that this used to be an, an own kingdom uh, called the Kingdom of Patani. I'm not sure when Thailand like uh, got into this. I think it's a while ago that they conquered this, this land. But the, the people still feel like uh, they want the land back. And you know, most of the people here are Muslims. So uh, it's also, it doesn't really feel like being in Thailand. It's, it's feel like I've been in another country uh, since I'm here. And um, yeah, they got a big university actually. It's also funded, I think, by uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm. Alhamdulillah. With uh, a lot of Muslims and they, they teach Arabic. We also have a lot of uh, uh, teachers from Arab countries, from Egypt, from uh, many other places, Mauritius, many other places. And um, the school is, is the people are, are very, on the dean, you know, they are very uh, religious and practicing Islam. So for me, I also feel like I need to, to go here to get away from my country with all the haram all the the bad influences to live in another environment um at this moment i think this is the the best for me and i would also suggest to all the people that feel like uh, the environment is not like really supporting islam and you feel like this is like hard on you that uh, go travel and maybe you'll find another place that that's better for you and easier for you to practice islam Yeah, you know, you remind me of an ayah in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions uh, that he made the earth vast. And uh, I don't know the full hadith, so I'm not going to, or sorry, I don't know the full ayah, so I'm not going to really quote it. But a lot of scholars mention that if, if you live in a place that is kind of prohibiting you from practicing Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the earth vast and you can move and you should move uh, to other places. But, and I guess living in the West isn't really for, for everyone or living in certain countries isn't for everyone. But there are those that... Uh, have the goal of going there and spreading da'wah there, inshallah. And I think that's actually something that's lacking, in, you know, to some degree in, in certain places in the world, um, especially like, you know, the West. So alhamdulillah, I think what you're doing is great. Habib, Allah put lots and lots of barakah in it and elevate you and bless you uh, and make you a, you know, uh, an amazing student of knowledge, inshallah. Amen. 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 Amen, bro. It was, it was a pleasure speaking with you, bro. Unfortunately, Anho's still not here. Um, and we'll get the next person on. Jazakallah khair, bro. I'm going to make dua that Allah keeps you steadfast on the deen, bro. Just understand that it is, you know, Allah says in the Quran that do they think they'll, they'll say that they believe and they won't be tested, right? So I know you know that, you know, being Muslim, it has its own t trials and tribulations, right? Um, but understand too that one of the biggest trials and tribulations is just becoming Muslim, right? So the fact that you already did that, commend yourself for that you know don't be too hard on yourself don't put too much pressure on yourself put enough pressure but understand that you you did something that most people wouldn't do bro which is the most challenging thing and they actually let their ego down and they did the most logical rational and truthful thing which is to accept islam and now it's a matter of just you know taking the time alhamdulillah to just learn a little bit more every day become one percent better every day and may allah put barakah in your work bro i mean thank you brother but the other thing i want to say is that i didn't choose to be a muslim uh, of course, at the end, I choose myself, but uh, Allah invited me and 
Um, it's, it's only by the Qadr of Allah that, that I became Muslim. That before I was traveling, I didn't, I never thought about becoming a Muslim, of course. It just, it just happened to me, you know. Mm, subhanallah, bro. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah for Islam. Alhamdulillah. All right, bro. Assalamu Thank you so much for having me and uh, alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right. All right. So, next person. Inshallah. I feel like, bro, Loki, just uh, storing this uh, this link. And letting like, come on. <laughs> yeah, bro. Honestly, man. But unfortunately for now, it's still going to be members only for a few minutes. We'll see from there. Yeah, inshallah. Uh, let's see. Ooh. <laughs> Get over here, bro. Let's, let's do it, baby. It's been a week since uh you know every every Monday with Ant West Fitness BB. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How's everyone doing, man? We got 113 viewers. Let us know. How are your days, your nights, your evenings, your afternoons? How are they going? Um, you know. I was just about to ask, bro. Kwame, I was going to ask if that's the same brother. Mashallah, Habibi, of course. May Allah bless you immensely. And it was my honor. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, bro. Welcome, bro. Welcome to the welcome to the best side of life, bro. Honestly. I hate, I sound biased, bro, to a lot of non-Muslims, bro. But it is what it is, bro. It's, it's truly the best, one of the best decisions you'll make in life, bro. 100%. Wait, Kwame, bro, why don't you come up here? Why don't you um, join us? Kwame, you can join us. You don't have to feel pressured to join us in video. You can even join us in audio. That would be fine, too. Just, it will be very beneficial, inshallah. And Wes, bro, let's go. Talk is cheap, bro. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to be on the show. I watch you guys all the time. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. What brings you? What brings you over tonight? Well, I saw I'm a I'm a Patreon member, so I saw that you were having one. So I actually wanted to be on and just ask you guys like how is the process because I also want to do my own like I want to do some with my Muslim sisters we do a halakha and we also want to start a YouTube channel so I just wanted to ask about your journey sorry I just got in so I don't know if there's any topics or anything or I don't know if my question was random no worries no worries today we had this informal topic that is just going to be mainly for uh reverts but not at all we don't have anyone in the way oh I am right a now, revert so yeah oh, i have a revert actually perfect yeah. man perfect mashallah <laughs> so we'll answer your question too and if you feel comfortable you can share your story too okay alhamdulillah thank you all right so rami bro how would you tackle this all right well first and foremost may allah bless you sister and and the sisters that you know are involved in the project or the project soon to be Allahumma amin. i think that it's great that there are sisters getting involved in it to have a, a sister's halaqa a sister's channel and maybe the sister's equivalent to TTRM, I think, would be phenomenal, inshallah. Because us as men, bro, we, you know, we're going to understand, you know, men more than women. So to be absolutely fair, I think there should be sisters, inshallah, giving da'wah. Aside from that, about the journey specifically, uh, I think we each have our own experience that, you know, overlaps in some places, but it's going to be unique to each of us. So for me, I would say personally, 
uh, first and foremost, make the sincere intention for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, put your heart and your soul into it, but don't set expectations for yourself, right? Don't set the expectation that you're going to hit, you know, 50,000 subscribers in a year or anything like that. Do it purely for the sake of Allah. Have a wise plan um, in what you create, how you create it, how you talk, how you speak. You know, utilize the real skills you need to have a podcast um, and just network as much as possible. That's basically, I think, what we did. And alhamdulillah, a year plus later, uh, we're here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sisters of T3M, inshallah. <laughs> Says, if you wouldn't mind giving us, uh, you know, now that we have you, I want to use this opportunity if you feel comfortable to tell us a little bit about your story. You don't need to go into any details that you don't want to get into, but you know, tell us about your your Islam, bro, your deen, your journey. Let us know. Okay, yes. So um my parents, so my mother was a seven seven day Adventist Christian, and my father, he wasn't really anything, but some of his family members were Muslim. So I was exposed to Islam when I was younger through his brothers and sisters. Um, and I would share time with, sometimes I would stay with my mom, sometimes I would stay with my dad, but mostly my dad. Um, when I was 15 years old, I was really, you know, trying to find God because I used to go to church with my mom, but I didn't really feel at place. You know, I would ask a lot of questions and get in trouble, especially when it came to, you know, Jesus dying for our sins and a lot of other things like that. Those questions, it just didn't sit right with me just knowing like, God would kill somebody innocent for us. I would ask those type of questions or even like, um, because we're seven day Adventists, we have certain modesty guidelines that we had to follow. But if I went to another church, I was like, why didn't they cover their head? Or how come some Christians eat pork and others don't? Like for seven day Adventists, you know, we had dietary restrictions that we follow. We couldn't eat pork or shellfish. But if I would go other places or my other friends, you know, they would practice their Christianity so differently to the point it would make me feel like I don't understand. And nobody was really answering my questions. So when I was 15, I asked my uncle and he actually gave me a Quran. So that was the first time that I read the Quran and it resonated with me. And when I got to college, Alhamdulillah, I took my Shahada and I decided to become Muslim. And it wasn't really you know, easy because my mom's side of the family really wasn't for it. They weren't happy about it. Um, but I just kept praying and making dua and yeah, that's, that's basically my story. I, from getting the Quran when I was 15, it really helped me take that journey to accept Islam into my heart. So alhamdulillah, I'm happy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used my uncle and my aunts to introduce me to it and guide me. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. What is one thing? Aside from, you know, being being Muslim, that one thing that you're truly grateful for now after Islam? What I'm truly grateful for? Yeah. Um, that's hard. There's so many things I'm grateful for. I'm definitely um, grateful for modesty. Uh, that was a hard journey for me, especially because my um, parents are from the Caribbean. And I don't know if you know about Caribbean culture, carnival, things of that nature, but modesty is definitely... Um, something that's only done in church or only done in a spiritual setting. All, all the rest of the day is very dressing in a provocative manner is the norm and is basically expected. You know, it's taught at a young age, you know, that's what women or, or ladies are supposed to do. But in actuality, um, it very much took a horrible toll on my mental health and my self-esteem because I realized that, you know, th being 
taught or pushed that your body or you dressing a certain way is the only way people will value you um, is not something good that young women should should be taught or grow up under. So I'm definitely thankful for modesty. Um, definitely when I took my shahada, I wore the hijab right away. That was so easy for me. It actually felt freeing because I felt like, okay, I don't have to conform anymore. I don't have to be or meet everybody's expectations. Now I can just, I felt free. And like, I really did feel freeing to cover myself. And I take, and looking back, I did not, you know, appreciate it when my uncle would express it to me. Hey, you know, I'm not trying to force anything on you, but you should dress more modestly. I didn't really appreciate it. And now looking back on it, I, that's the number one, appreciate and tohid, you know, the oneness of God, because that's what I was searching for. I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. And so now having the unity of God in Islam, I had so much peace because before I was so confused and it's now it's like now it's not confusing anymore. I know I don't worship a man, uh, that I don't worship a trinity, we're just one God. So those two things, Tawheed and modesty, I definitely appreciate it. Mubarak. May Allah continue to bless you and your uncle uh to the utmost degree. I mean, and it's it's great um, that you you looked at it as in it's freeing, you know. And I understand, I can't understand the female struggle because you know, to me it's just like, oh, just cover up, you know. But for women it's different, right? It's, yeah. it's the emotional, it's the whole feeling like you're not fitting in, it's the whole pressure, it's the whole societal expectation. So I'm not gonna front and act like I know what you know y'all go through on a day-to-day basis. But the fact that you know you said it, it's a living testament that it can be done. And it is something that it is a choice, right? No one can force it, but mm-hmm. It is a choice that, that you took and alhamdulillah that you're, you're grateful for. Yeah, because it takes, like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know if you ever, but you guys, did you guys grow up in New York? I don't know if you did. So like, me and Rami in near Toronto and on Toronto. Home, what about you? I, I grew up in like Florida and Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. Well, especially here, I grew up, my parents, they came to this country and I was born here in New York. So just going to high school, it was just the everyday pressure of, you know, if I dress too boyish, I would be criticized, not wearing enough makeup, criticism, especially from your own family members. I think that's what really takes a toll on you, especially for women, when you don't get that love and support from your family to be like, no, you're okay how you are. You don't need makeup. You don't need this. So I think that's why as for women, especially new reverts or even women who might have been born Muslim, modesty is such an issue because all day in the media, we're we're bombarded with the beautiful woman looks like this or, or looks a certain way or men or even women downgrading you because you're not dressing appealing enough. Oh my gosh, you're wearing that. That's too baggy. Because even now, like, even though I, I've been, I'm 22 now, so I've been Muslim for a while. I, I still, even when I go to certain masjids, I can hear the little gossiping and chatter about certain things where, mm. you know, I'm just here like, oh my gosh, we, we're supposed to be Muslim. So those type of things shouldn't matter to us. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember we are we live in America or we live in a Western world. So those things will still affect us and it's going to be a trial, but Alhamdulillah, we'll persevere as long as we make sure that we remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes first. And we're not doing this for a worldly gain. We're doing this for the hereafter. And I'll say this one last thing, because uh, I think we're going to inshallah have to add the next guest soon, but this is exactly why we need a podcast because Mm -hmm. everything you just said is the narrative that like, you know, you know, sisters don't talk sisters and there's a standard in the eyes of women and the eyes of men. There's this like biz- entire industry on beautification of women and everything. Uh, and all of this stuff is, for lack of a better term, un-Islamic. Mm-hmm. And this is 
why we need to do this podcast. So if you are able to learn the skills to be able to articulate that in a way where you impact the majority of people that hear it or everyone who hears it, then that is something, inshallah, that I think, I truly believe will go the distance for the system. Mm. Inshallah, yeah. sis. And I just wanted to say one thing quickly because, you know, we do have a lot of people in the waiting room that when you do get your channel sorted out and you got the platform, inshallah, we'd love to do a collab with you. And uh, it inshallah. would be our utmost honor, inshallah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Inshallah. So just reach out to us on Patreon when you got everything sorted out. Yes. And we'll get it taken care of. Salaamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. JD Silva was popping. Assalamu alaikum, brothers. Uh, wa alaikum. How are you doing? Wa alaikum, wa alaikum assalam, bro. Glad to see you, man. I just want to um, just say, um, you know, jazakallah um, khair for all the work that you're doing for the ummah. And may Allah, you know, increase you guys in, in knowledge and, and in success in what you're doing, inshallah. Amin, amin, amin. Brothers, I just have a, a suggestion, what well, two suggestions for people that I would love to see on your podcast and these two people have expressed interest um on coming on to to your show uh one of them being hamza's den um uh, brother hamza from hamza's den i'm not sure if, if you've heard of hamza him. Mine, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he... mm. rami bro you you kind of echoed do you mind repeating yourself oh yeah sorry i said i can reach out to him afterwards inshallah i didn't know he, he spoke about wanting to come on yeah yeah he's uh, he mentioned it um i think on the live show i think i asked him would you like to do a free Muslims, um, like an appearance on the show, and he goes, "Yeah, I would love to," but the brothers haven't contacted me. So <laughs> I thought, okay. And now I feel ashamed. Subhanallah. Inshallah, I'll definitely reach out to him. Inshallah. And also, um, the the second person, I'm not sure if you've heard of her. Her name's uh, Liz Edwards. She reacts to um, a lot of Islamic uh, content, and she, she seems very close to the Dean. Um, inshallah. And I was wondering if you guys could reach out to her, and she, she's also expressed interest in coming on your show and speaking to you guys. Yeah, inshallah, bro. Do you have um? Do you have our Instagram by any chance? Um, I'm I'm not sure if I I'm not sure exactly what it is, but if you was to go onto her YouTube channel, Liz Edwards, there's a link there. Um, I was a Patreon and and I did ask her, and she really did want to come onto the show. So okay. that that's not of that. Uh, you said Liz Edwards. Yes, Liz Edwards. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I wanted to say, brothers. Um, jazakallah for having me on. Um. Inshallah, this isn't the first time speaking, bro. Inshallah. And may Allah give us more fruitful conversations. Uh, if not in this life, then the next. May Inshallah. Allah ta'ala continue putting barakah, bro. Thanks for the suggestions. And until next time, bro. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, brother. Wa alaikum salam. West Fitness BB. I know you're here, bro. I know you're in the waiting room, bro. I want to take my time with you, bro. So I'm just going to quickly get out this one person in the waiting room, too. And inshallah. We'll, we'll make it happen, bro. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How you doing? What's going on? Doing good, having time. Good, good. It's a little difficult to hear you.
I'm having some mic issues. All right, no worries. Just going to put you real quick in the waiting room while you sort that out, inshallah. And we can get the technical difficulties aside. All right, man, the man, the myth, the legend. The people that, bro, the people's person, bro. The one that everyone's been waiting for. Ant West Fitness BB. What it do, bro? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Alhamdulillah, bro. Doing good. How about you? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, man. Listen, bro. Let's cut right into it, man. We we teased them long enough last episode, all right, last week. Let's go into it, man. Let's go into it. We love we'd love to, you know, get you on a separate episode, obviously. But you know, assuming you know we got the time now. What's going, man? Tell us, tell us a little bit deeper into your story, bro. Stuff that we didn't cover last time. Ah, uh, man. It's uh. So, I mean, I, I guess we could start. I'm gonna try to like break it down, but I guess we could start from the beginning. Um, so when I was just a kid, man, like it was just a there was like a natural feeling. Um, with me growing up, like when I was like I was very very young at a very young age, like I probably about like five, four, six years old, I instinctively just felt in my heart. And like just in general, like this feeling of like there's something more than me and it loves me, it cares for me. And, uh, you know, as time goes on, like I used to be very avid as far as like learning about the more spiritual side of things. Uh, so there was just times where, you know, for example, my father wasn't around. Uh, you know, my, I was raised by women my entire life. Uh, there was just a lot of different things that I personally questioned. So. One of the things I used to question was my spiritual side, um, because, you know, when you go down this walk of life, there's so many experiences that you get, like whether it be from just, you know, happy memories or bad memories. It was always something that I had to think about. Like, it was like, what is this? Like, why am I going through all these things? Like as far as especially the bad things, because I felt like I had way more bad memories than good ones. But every single time that I had, like, for example, uh, a bad experience I always felt like I came out the end of that pretty well unscathed. And I say that, you know, in a spiritual sense, like some people will allow these negative things that they go through to affect their uh, perspective of life and just continue to live that way. And for me, like, you know, there would be people, for example, not to say like, you know, I try to put myself on a pedestal per se, but in general, there will be people that um, that went through terrible things. And because I always try to keep a positive spirit, they will always be like, you're such an amazing person. Like there's light in you, all these other things. And I used to like, you know, I used to say like, yeah, you know, I just try to remain positive because there's so many people that just allow these negative things to affect their perspective and their uh, way of life. But as time went on, um, I think the biggest thing that happened for me was when I lost my best friend. Uh, he had committed suicide when uh, in 2017. And I, at the time, you know, I just came out of trade school at the time was, you know, just really hurt. Like, I was just like, man, like, and you know, the thing, he was an atheist. I'm not afraid to say and he always had a lot of questions. He always liked to argue about things, uh, bring his opinion up. But like, it just felt like he was uh, spiritually empty. Like he had nothing to really give himself in life. So. Uh, after he passed, you know, there was just something in me saying, go live for him a little bit. And uh, granted, some people see that subjectively, 
um, as far as like you should and you shouldn't do that. But I wanted to live life for him, per se. Uh, so I went and uh, decided to say, you know what, I'm going to get in contact with my dad's side of the family. Uh, my great, uh, great aunt on that side, she's a very successful woman. Like she makes like over a hundred thousand a year. Um, she wor- worked overseas in Japan and then worked in Italy. Um, she actually, uh, gave me, bought me a ticket to go out there and said like, as long as you get your passport, you can come out and pay for your ticket to come out here. We can have a conversation. So I flew out there and she just told me like, you know, this is what you need to do. And one of the things that she definitely recommended that I do, first of all, was, you know, once again, kind of crazy, explore the spiritual side of myself first and like question what I believe in first. Because like you don't have like a foundation of what you believe in. Everything else kind of falls on the wayside. Like it just has no foundation. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that was kind of hard for me, though, because, you know, my friend had passed away and I was just like, man, like I didn't know how to take that so for a long time even after trade school when i've decided to walk with god again i came to back to a kind of like place where i was just just spiritual i didn't really follow anything go by any guidelines i mean i meditated um i did a lot of different things i explored different religions but nothing really clicked for me per se if anything the only thing that really clicked for me was you know you know the abrahamic religions because they were the closest to me growing up uh, but essentially, uh, after that, I had reached out to a few brothers of mine and one of the guys that I worked with was a Muslim, uh, Muslim fellow. His name is, uh, Muhammad. And he was just like reaching out to me. He was just like, Hey man, like, hopefully you're doing all right. Uh, I saw that your friend passed away. You know, he was really kind and things of that nature. And, you know, a lot of other friends reached out too, but I think the biggest thing, what, this is what I'm about to actually put in my, one of my videos soon. Um, I was drinking a lot. So I had went out with one of my friends and he was, he's a really, we're still friends. He's a really good guy. Uh, Granted, he has like some like, like lifestyle things that he decides to do when I don't partake in anymore. But he was like, say, come out, let's have a drink and all these other things. I'll go drinking like every single weekend. Even if I was broke, I would still go drink. And I was like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. But I still did it anyway. And over time, I just noticed a trend because he actually moved to Denver, Colorado, and I stayed where I'm at and here in Richmond. So it was just really hard as far as like, you know, like him being gone. And then my friend was, you know, my friend is still passed away. So I have like other friends, but like they're always busy with their lives and careers and jobs. And I just noticed a trend with myself. I was drinking every single weekend. And it was one time I almost passed out like black trunk. And then it was just at that point where I was just like, I'm, I'm just done. Uh, I'm like, I'm just cutting this out. And I decided to like, just part ways with that. Um, and, you know, that was something in my mind when I was like having a conversation with this Muslim girl that I knew. Now, granted, uh, we were friends like for like a long time. Like we've had like an on and off relationship as just far as like speaking to each other. Cause she like really is like her family's like really, really <laughs> embedded into the religion. Like they don't really, even with texting, she, they don't even like it, you know? So I was just like, okay, wow, that's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, she was like, we were having a conversation about uh, alcohol drinking. And at the course of this time, I was like taking a long break. It was almost about like a five months I had not drinking anything. And uh, she was just like, yeah, like, you know, you know, it's a sin in our religion to drink. And I was like, 
it's a sin, <laughs> you know, like even in Christianity, it's a, it's a, it's not necessarily a sin to drink, but it's a sin to get drunk. Like it's not the same kind of concept, but it was like, to me, just in general, drinking was a sin. And I was like, I used to, I was like really trying to like say to myself, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. As long as you do it in moderation, like some things in moderation is okay. But you know, we had a little bit of an argument about that. And then, uh, Honestly, it was at that point where I was kind of thinking to myself, like I was being like some of these, you know, uh, what's his name? David Wood. I was kind of being like these guys out here. <laughs> and like uh, was really just like, man, they like this religion is crazy. Like they, like they do too much. But then I was like thinking to myself, like about my best friend that passed and he was very open minded. Granted, he did not agree and believe in certain things. But he one thing for sure is that he always kept an open mind. So I was like, man, like, what's happened to me? I become very close minded. So I said, you know what? Let me dive into this. I'm going to let me just see if I could dive into this. And if I find any questions, I'm going to just, you know, find anything that I don't like, then I'm going to ask questions about it. And I'm going to be. And then it was like times where I was like, and I actually the funny thing is when the first person that I, <laughs> I ran across when I started discovering Islam, unfortunately, was David Wood. I watched this whole video about like, <laughs> I, if I if I if you prove me wrong, I'll convert. I watched the whole mm. video and I was like, oh man, it's like, yo, like this man's going in, you know, for no reason. And I was like, hold up, like, let me just watch other videos. So to my surprise, I started discovering Mufti Mink. Uh, you know, Sheikh Uthman Farouk was one of my other people I went to for the Web Message uh, Foundation. I watched all of his videos, every single one, like not every single one, but I watched a good majority. I mean, this was for like five months, like I did this. And bro, bro, not to interrupt you because you're on a roll right now. But three things. One, you said David Wood got no reason. He does have a reason, bro. He's getting those Benjamins, bro. <laughs> he's getting a lot of that Patreon money, bro. Speaking, speaking just idiotic things that he's doing. Number two, Sheikh Uthman ibn Farooq. May Allah bless him. I saw your video with him on the One Message Foundation channel, bro. So good work, bro. Good work. And number three, we're doing a live stream with Sheikh Uthman ibn Farooq this Friday. I'm going to say it again. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time, bro. You know you got to tune in for that, but carry on, bro. Oh, man, I'm definitely tuning in for that. You know, I love that guy, man. Love that guy. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, uh, you know, I I promise you, like, I was, I told him, I even said it in the video, but essentially, I would literally, I promise you, I would just sit there. I'll be in my, in, like, in my room just chilling, and I would just watch a video. All right, I'm like, I got this question, and see if he answers it. Answer the question. Whether he be debating someone or arguing with someone, regardless of what it was, he would answer the question. I'm like, all right. And there'll be another video. And I'll be like, I'm going to watch this too. I promise you, if I had a, like another question, it would be the next video I'll watch. It would be like, answer my question. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> and it was literally like getting to a point where I had nothing. I really like had no other questions. Like I had nothing really left to, you know, ask. Cause you know, I wanted to, for the one thing is that, you know, like I said before, as far as me being young and having that feeling, I didn't know. I think it's if I correct me if I'm wrong. It's called the Frick or Fick or something like that. Fitra, Fitra, Fitra. That was like something that kind of sparked in me the most, and it was just like I believe that. Like I truly do believe that because that's what I felt when I was young. Like I felt that internal feeling, like I was close to something higher than me, and all I wanted to do was fulfill that. So you know, that was just one of the biggest things. And I think like I I discovered you guys because of Angel, because you know once again. I've been watching him for a long time. I watched this video. And the thing is, like, it was kind of surprising to my, uh, surprising to me. 
because like I hadn't watched him probably about like four or five months. And I come back and I just see that he has a video saying that he's <laughs> he was going to Islam. And I was like, whoa, like, what? you know what I mean? Like, it's been like a while, like I've seen his video. So and then I saw that and it was like, yo, that that spoke levels to me. Now, I'm going to give you guys something. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't going to put this in here, but I want to I'm going to be real with you guys because you guys are dope. I like your content and uh, you guys are amazing. But this is one last little piece that kind of made me think like, OK, you know, what I mean, let me just do this. So. I was actually like, you know, very close to saying, you know what, let me go to a masjid nearby and let me convert like right now. But I was like, ah, you know, kind of like one of those people when they're like, OK, let me quit something. Let me do this one more time and then I'll quit it and go cold turkey for good. So I hit up all my side pieces, <laughs> all of them, every single one. And I promise you, like and it was like the, you know, you guys know you guys are guys. You understand, but I had like all of them that I went to every single one, about five of them either blocked me for some weird reason <laughs> because they were like, I promise. And I even reached out to them, texted them too. And I was like, why are you blocked me? I'm not about that life anymore. <laughs> you know, something like that. The Muslim girl that I told you about, she had, you know, she decided to cut, cut ways because she was like, I've been trying to find a Muslim man that's actually more in tune uh, with him, you know, with uh, with his spirituality. And I understand you're brand new to this or you're about to be, but I think I want something else. Third girl, she found a man. And then the fourth girl, I think like she had like decided to delete all of her social media and just kind of go off the record. And the fifth one, she actually was like, also, she found a man. And at this point, it was kind of like, it felt like, you know, I might be crazy, but it just felt like God or Allah was just stripping all of this stuff from my life. Even ter mm. terrible friends that blocked me and like removed me from my life. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just go anyway. So you're not even fighting it, bro. It's like there's a level of understanding the fitna or the trials and tests and tribulations that we got our way. It's another level knowing that Allah has your back and Allah is literally putting a barricade, bro. And how foolish are we to take that barricade down ourselves, bro? But we do it left, right, and center, bro. We do this every day. We do this week by week. We're, we're unintentionally doing it, but sometimes we're intentionally, we know better, but we shouldn't be doing it, bro. And, and that barricade that Allah puts for us, it really should be something that we shouldn't really play around with, bro. Because who knows if the last time you take it down is the last time that you get to take it down. 100%. 100%. And I think like that's just a, you know, I could, man, trust me. And when I say there's multiple more examples, but like the, it's just kind of crazy to me, you know, like, cause it, even when I think back in other parts of my life, it would be like, I try to, I always try to like kind of do exactly what you said. Like, it's almost like the people that weren't really meant for me or like just not meant to be in my life period. It just felt like the, even though I wanted to stay connected to them in some way, shape or form, whether it be friendship or more, it just felt like something was always trying to pull it away from me or like just, they were just like, you know, it, or cause I promise you, it wouldn't be like, Oh, they decided that we had an argument and we decided to part ways. It'd be like, no, like something in them had sparked in them and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't, yeah, you know, it was fun while it lasted or this was cool, but you know, I don't want to, you know, I want to get away from that. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, it just felt like that my entire life. So mm -hmm. that was just something, another reason to say, you know, let me just uh, look, and it's great because you know alhamdulillah you got some brothers here now mashallah and um 
I mean, I don't know if I should like kind of spoil the news, but alhamdulillah, the brother here, he actually joined my class um, at the I3 Institute. So he has many, many more brothers, alhamdulillah, and he's, inshallah. Uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's great that on a week-to-week basis, you know, we get to meet up and, and learn and, and share our thoughts and everything. So I'm honored, honestly, to have you in that class, Habibi. I look forward to seeing you uh, this Wednesday, inshallah, 7 to 9. Uh, that's just my final words before we uh, bring, I think, the sister back. Barak, bro. Yeah, I just want to quickly tell you, personal, uh, from me to you, bro, go to our channel. If you haven't seen this already, watch episode 93 that we dropped. That's 9-3. I think you'd particularly find this uh, insightful, bro. It was with a celebrity MMA trainer, Feraz Zahabi. I don't know if you know him, but when he's not out here doing the, the wonderful things he's doing, he's also a, a philosopher by night. And I think this was a very nice, insightful conversation. May Allah allow you to, to you know, benefit from this, bro, just one way, shape, or form. And uh, we're mutuals now on Instagram, right? So I'll send you, I'll DM you another video. I'd rather not say this, you know, in public, but I'll send you that. And uh, I think Anhan knows what I'm talking about. I think you'll find that beneficial too, inshallah. Until next time, bro. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you for having me. Y'all guys take it easy. Take care. Wa alaikum assalam. All right. Alaikum, sister. Assalamualaikum. Hey, thanks for bringing back, guys. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Could you hear us well? Yeah, can you hear me too? Yeah, yeah. alhamdulillah. What's on your mind? Cool. So I just tuned in, but is this just everyone telling revert stories? Mm, more or less revert stories, or if you are, you know, born Muslims that were not on Dean, now they're on Dean, they're welcome too. Okay, cool. Because that's kind of my story. So um, I actually like I was in Quran classes, like learning to memorize since I was maybe three or four. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this fire to Rami, but I always had this feeling of like, I, I think it was my fitrah that I never felt like Allah wasn't real or had the sense of denying him. But I'm more so because school was so focused just on rote memorization. Like I never built that connection with Allah. I never really understood what Islam was to its core. So that was very much just like, that was my weekend's life. And like, I would go back to school and like, almost feel, almost feel ashamed of just being different from people. Like I wouldn't want to tell people that my family was Muslim. I wouldn't tell people what I was doing on the weekends, all that kind of stuff. Um, And all that started to change when I went to college because you know, being away from home, like I felt I finally got this opportunity to do everything that I, you know, thought I wanted to do to be the person that I thought I wanted to be. And that was fun for a good like three months, maybe. <laughs> but it very quickly got to a point of like, okay, like, now what, you know, and um, I kept having like experiences that would just bring me back to to thinking about Allah, to considering that this was the most, like the realest thing in my life. And one day I just had this thought of like, what, what'll happen if I just do actually practice? What, what'll happen if I just do submit? And that moment and that day changed my life forever because 
I remember like specifically it was November morning and I walked outside after praying Fajr and like the snow on the ground was like sparkling in a way I'd never seen before. And I was just like literally seeing the whole world so differently. It was crazy. And I just, I, I, I had this knowing in my heart and in my soul and my whole body that just that what I had come upon was real and true. And ever since then, I've not only believed in Allah, but I, I can feel him in my life. I can have a certain sense of, obviously, I don't know that it's 100% accurate, but very often I have a sense of when he wants something for me or doesn't want something for me. Um, and again, I pray istikhara often to that as well, because I'm still just a human. But um, like the last brother was saying as well, like oftentimes a lot of people in my life who I thought were good for me, but in reality were bringing me away from Islam and farther from Allah, he took them out of my life. And I went through a lot of things that I thought were that I thought were bad that ended up being blessings because they brought me closer and closer to Allah. And um, actually I have a question for you guys because now I'm at this point where like, like I said, um, back, I guess um, I'm, I'm kind of at this point where I'm so like, so deeply wanting to just immerse myself in my practice that I don't really feel like I resonate with any of my old friends anymore because um, none of them are Muslim. And especially like being a Muslim woman, um, I live in New York, so it's probably easier than in most other places, but I guess I just don't know um, where and how to connect to other Muslim women and make more Muslim friends. So I wonder if you guys have any recommendations for that. Well, on my end, first and foremost, a lot. First, I want to say that I, um, in terms of, you know, really starting to practice Islam, for me, it was more so like I literally came across a video on YouTube. And then from there on out, I recognized that this is the truth. And Alhamdulillah, I just kind of I started educating myself and, you know, practicing from there. But I did have many, not, like not only think about it, many, many events beforehand where it's like, I'm going to use this as an analogy, right? This is not what happened, but it kind of makes the point uh, really obvious that I was in a situation where like, you know, the alcohol bottle is like to my lips, but like it just, the alcohol would not pour in my mouth. That's like the best analogy I can give for situations I've been in before, where I was literally mm -hmm. close to doing something like I would say tragic, you know, for me, my, myself, my nafs, and it just did not happen. It's, and it reminds me of the Prophet because I remember, I don't know if this is authentic or not, right? So take it with a grain of salt. But I remember hearing a story of the Prophet when he was younger, he tried to go to like an event or like, I guess you can call it like a celebration or party, the Quraysh kind of, they, they celebrated or whatever. And it's narrated. And again, I don't know if it's authentic, but it says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kind of struck the ears of the Prophet him, and he like, he would, pa he passed out. So he would try and go and he would kind of pass out or fall asleep before he can actually get there. And that's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protecting him from the, the fitna and stuff that would go on at these uh, events. And again, third time, I want to be very clear. I don't know if it's authentic, but I, I remember hearing that. And I just want to kind of use that as an analogy. But in terms of friends, I think, alhamdulillah, it's beautiful. and It's amazing that you realize you don't resonate with them. And that's basically your aqidah versus their aqidah. That you have beliefs that they don't have. And when you don't resonate on that level with people, you know, you subconsciously just want to get away from them until it becomes conscious that you know you have to get away from them. 
So in terms of finding friends, firstly, I want to recommend that you join the I3 Institute, the letter I, the number three, institute.ca. I would recommend this to uh, <laughs> I recommend every single person to go there because uh, alhamdulillah, you will find brothers, or not brothers, but you will find, uh, for me it's brothers, but you'll find sisters there, inshallah, um, and you will actually you know, be able to learn Islam, uh, I would say, in a really proper sense while you're there. Um, but in terms of your local area, I would go to the masajid. And I think all you need is one or two good Muslim sisters. And then from there, they could recommend their sisters and you can kind of expand that group. That's exactly what happened with me. I found one brother, introduced me to other brothers, and this this kind of multiplied over time. Alhamdulillah. I got you, bro. I got you. So That was a joke. Oh, oh mashallah. <laughs> Rami, man, you got to be quicker on it, man. Oh, Allah bless you, bro. Allah bless you. But uh, Alhamdulillah, I, I think that... Uh, that's a, the best way to go about it. Just network it, do it for the sake of Allah, make dua, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace your old friends with new and better friends, inshallah. 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 Actually, I tried to join I3, but they haven't responded to me since I joined. Well, when was that? It was like a week ago for your recommendation. Five, inshallah, I'll, you can join my class. So just uh, message T3 I'm on Instagram, inshallah, and then I'll, you know, I'll have you join my class. Oh, cool. Thanks. Inshallah. And the advice I'm going to give is nothing too different for Rami. But what I do want to say is how I met Rami. All right, so picture this, all right? You're in the most sweaty gym that it's like, it's literally like steaming, bro. It's literally the most budget type of gym, right? You're not going there for dawah. No one else is going there for dawah. You go in just trying to get some sets and reps in, get that pump before you go outside and do your thing. And I see this guy, right? As I'm, as I'm getting my tricep sets in. And he comes up to me and he's like, yo, uh, could you show me how to do that? And then I was like, I was just, you know, demonstrating and explaining it. And, he, you know, he just kept saying, mashallah, alhamdulillah, to like everything I was saying. I was like, a part of me was like, does he know I'm Muslim? But then another part of me was like, is he just the type of person that just says that anyway? And he doesn't really care if the person's Muslim. So I was kind of intrigued, right? I took his, you know, we finished talking. I demonstrated that. And then one thing led to another. And somehow I believe we exchanged Instagram. Yeah, accounts because he just seemed like a chill guy. Rami, this was like three, four years ago, I think. Yeah, and cool. yeah, and at the end of that, I went on his Instagram. And he had these very interesting videos on his Instagram, like proving God's existence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that because, bro, the, the freaking production quality, bro, it was not, you know, stuff like the stuff we have now. It was literally just just like you talking to a camera, like these this black screen or whatever. But it was very interesting. And I never thought about these these things. And subhanAllah, you know, we just, I think I messaged him another day and then we just, we bumped up, bumped into each other one more time in the gym and just look where we are now. SubhanAllah, like Allah literally has the best of, of plans just ready for you. And the reason I tell you this, sister, is because I was actually struggling with a group of friends that were not particularly conducive to me and my Islam. And I unfortunately, well, now it's fortunate, but I took the dif difficult decision to let them go just a day before that and i knew it was something that i shouldn't do and i didn't want to do at the time but i knew it was the right thing to do and i put my tawakkul and trust in allah and i did it and within 24 hours in that sweaty gym i met rami it's crazy <laughs> i want to i want to bring kind of my my side of the story there because leading up to that you know i think about it and i ask myself the question what the heck was it in that gym you know i was never a person who really strived to work out and stuff alhamdulillah i'm back into it now but like before that i would like, bro, I was a person that I got a gym membership and I would only go with my cousin to like kind of spar a little bit. Oh, with the sister girl. 
maybe her like battery died or something but you, you can still finish the story bro for all the viewers yeah so um i was that kind of person right? i wouldn't really hit the gym much so i'm asking myself why the heck was that there and i realized kind of law i went through a really really rough patch in life and it was trying to get married and all that i met i talked about it a lot but it really impacted my life well, the reason i was in that gym is because i was basically heartbroken by a woman and i went through that phase with you know it's like oh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna get buff she's gonna look at me regret you know losing me and all that flex stuff. on her yeah and i made all these life changes you know especially like when it comes to practicing the dean and all oh, that she's stuff. back oh inshallah let's bring her in, inshallah so so basically i was going through a rough patch and uh, i decided that you know i want to you know, learn my dean. I want to be good. I want to give dawah online and I want to work out and become, you know, more buff. All of those were my goals. And you see how all of those kind of, uh, you know, affected the situation because I'm in the gym. I meet the brother and he checks out my Instagram and I'm making it, I'm making an effort to give dawah on there and everything. All because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested me in a way where I was like, I need to improve myself. And everything, you know, is history. Alhamdulillah. It's really beautiful, man. So mm-hmm. much she had to dip. She was probably gonna cry, man. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa salam. Bro, how you guys doing? I'm I'm good, bro. I'm good. I just wanna, you know, my apologies for you know you being in the stream in the waiting room this long. Oh no, to, you know, too many people in the waiting room. But finally, you're here, man. What's popping? Uh, not much. I was actually eating dinner. That's why I didn't. I was like, ah, give me a sec. <laughs> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Rami, bro, do you want to introduce us? Brother Kwame. Yes, very well. I have a, I have a specialist, mashallah, helping me, you know, track my calories, make a plan and everything. I've actually had two experts that may or may not be, you know, in this panel with me that have helped me with this. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, I'm, I'm packing so many guns under this really heavy jacket that you guys are not <laughs> Alhamdulillah, bro. Ant West Fitness BB asks, or Anthony, I'm gonna call him now. How's the buff thing going? That's that's what Rami responded. That's for Rami, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you. I thought he was just uh, something up, but anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about brother Kwame, bro. You you mentioned that he reached out to you before. Yeah, so brother Kwame, um, he's a brother that um hit the T3M Instagram up. Alhamdulillah. And uh, it was very beautiful, mashallah. He, he told me that he's basically been living, and I don't want to give his story, but just what I know. He said he's basically been living a Muslim life, but he hasn't given his shahada. Uh, and it was amazing, subhanAllah. Uh, someone who's a Muslim, technically, that, or a Muslim practically, because they practice Islam in a way, but they haven't given their shahada. And I was really, honestly, personally, I was dumbfounded by that. I was struck. I was like, subhanAllah, that's, you know, in a way, it's amazing. Uh, and, you know, for his own reasons, which I'm not going to share because I don't know if it's, you know, up, it's not up to me to share his stuff. Um, he hadn't taken the shahada yet and he wanted to. So I said, you know, I'll do it, inshallah. I can do it with you if you're down. Let's do it. And for lack of a better term, he was kind of like, no, nah, I want Angel, bro. <laughs> I want Angel to help me with my shahada because uh, at the time he thought that Angel lived where he lives. And I said, you know, Angel moved out of the country, bro. And then he kind of settled. <laughs> so, so I, I helped him with the shahada, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much for me it's like like with my mom she didn't later on she didn't later on convert over until probably like uh the 
right after my second brother after me came. So pretty much all six of six of my brothers and my sister, they're all Muslim. Now me, I you know, at the time she was young, she had me in high school, so I missed out on that. But because of, you know, my brothers and my sister, my mom converting over, they were already Muslim. Now, when we attended, uh, it was a Islamic Islamic class um, at the masjid in Tucson. I want to say I remember doing a shahada. I'm not too sure, uh, but I didn't. I didn't want to, you know, leave this world. And then, you know, I'm standing in front of my Lord, and He's like, you know, brother. You've been practicing the ways and like, how come you didn't do it? You know, that's the last thing I didn't want. So I was like, oh, might as well, you know, do it again. I've already been living it. I've been overseas and actually, you know, got to really experience it, which was really beautiful. Um, um, what was it? Then I came, what eventually happened, what brought me back, because I've, I've been on a roller coaster with my dean, you know, I'm still working on it, not perfect, but, you know, I'm pushing it hard right now, especially when I moved from uh, back home, Arizona, and then now I live in North Carolina, and just praying to Allah, asking him, hey, you know, uh, make it better for me, get me out of my situation back home. It's, I mean, it's, it was okay, but you know, it could have been better. And he blessed me, moved me out here, North Carolina. And that's when, you know, I went crazy downhill. Like how you said, Remy, like I'm ABC store drinking every day and, you know, I just lost myself for a little bit and, you know, it took me, um, it took me, you know, meeting, uh, my wife and, you know, preaching to her, you know, showing her the way. And eventually she took her Shahada. And when she took her Shahada, it, it, pretty much impacted me right there to just, you know what? Hey, I need to quit, man. This is like, you know, every time I'm doing Haram, it's like you get that, that voice in the back of your head that's telling you like, Hey, uh, what would, what would your Lord think? What would he think? You know? And it's like, sometimes I would, you know, listen to it, but it's, you know, it's just like you said, uh, if I had, uh, uh, Shaitan has a way of, beautifying the haram for you you know um but other than that she took her shahada and you know now we're both hitting it strong you know we're not perfect we're trying to get back on track uh my goal right now is you know trying to take on arabic classes if i can um inshallah if allah allows me um but that's that's pretty much for me. I've always, like I said, I've always had that natural fitra, you know, that voice telling me like, hey, uh, no, nah, this ain't good. This ain't for you, you know. Yeah, it's 
Oh, well. You know what? I'm going to do it for the third time. I'm going to invite you, brother, <laughs> to my class, inshallah. Mm -hmm. uh, because I know that that will actually, I think, honestly, in a way, it might be better than learning every career because inshallah. you're learning your deen, inshallah. Mm -hmm. So I will hit you up on Instagram, inshallah, so we can get that sorted out. Uh, but may Allah bless you immensely, bro. Allah, it's a beautiful story. Uh, alhamdulillah, may Allah bless your family as well. Uh, your brothers and sisters who are Muslim. Allahumma ameen. And if there's anyone that you love, you care about that's not Muslim, may Allah guide them to Islam through you uh, and bless you immensely, Habibi. And to this comment by Malik, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, bro. Inshallah. It's not, it's not better than learning Arabic. It's, it's equal. You should do it alongside, like you said in the previous video. Yeah, I agree. I want to say that I mean like short term because like like from the first class, inshallah, I think it'll start to, to transform the brother. Yeah, I, I want to be able to, you know, my goal is is to be able to start reading Quran, you know, it, it, straight out of if I can, you know. I have both my English and then I have the Arabic version and, you know, uh, most of the videos and studying I I watch, they say, hey, you know, it's it's better if you recite it in, you know, the natural language that it was, you know, delivered upon yeah. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu 100%. 100%. And that, that definitely is true. And I, I do agree with Anham 100% that uh, it will, inshallah, you know, be very, very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You said Wednesdays, right? Yeah, Wednesday, uh, 7 to 9 Eastern Standard Time. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right, that, that'll be it for me, brothers. I really appreciate the time. Um, I, anytime y'all do a live, y'all need me on, I'll, I'll be there. Inshallah. Inshallah. All right. Have a great rest of your nights or day. Assalamu mm -hmm. alaikum. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute her because sister probably didn't know that her mic was on and you can unmute yourself when you feel good. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, Bismillah. So I think there was a there's an issue. You kept coming in and out of the the stream. Yeah, but I think that's it. We're gonna wrap it up in, in like five minutes anyway. Anything else that you had a question or you wanted to discuss? feel free uh yeah i also just wanted to i don't know i guess like shout out to i've been hearing a couple other people recently um a couple other sisters like wanting to start a podcast or show that's something i've been wanting to do too so if anyone wants to connect over that that'd be cool and if you guys have any advice with regards to specifically like determining what type like what topics would be relevant and helpful Mm, I would say for me, the first and best thing I would recommend is formulating your intention in, in terms of your target audience, right? For us, me, Rami, and Anho, we're young. We're dealing with issues that, that young men and women alike are dealing with. And we were having these conversations anyway for a long time. And, and, and we, we realized at one point we were like, if we would have hit record and even if it was just one more person, right? We didn't care about the views or, or the, the subs or anything like that. But if one more person would have just heard this, just imagine how much it would have benefited them because how much it benefited us, right? And that's what essentially gave us our intention or go ahead green light that 
just hit record. Don't be scripted. Don't worry about all, you know, obviously there's things we keep in mind and, and all this. And um, But TLDR, we just talk about what we want to talk about anyway. And that's what we're doing today. And there are issues that the youth are suffering with. There are issues that um, the newer generation, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, being stretched out thin between the parental generation. And then there's also this new, new generation, which is just like, you know, just waste and, and this whole new TikTok culture and all this fascia. So they're kind of stuck between this, right? It's almost like some of them are born into uh, families where they find themselves trying to, you know, guide their families and their elders, right? And, and kind of be a role model for them, essentially, and kind of even help their parents, but then also be ready to, to raise the new generation, right? So this is our target audience, inshallah. And, and this is, I would say, once you have this target audience, very easy and simple sis to come up with podcast you know topics and stuff like that people are going to reach out you'll know what your audience likes and that's all i gotta say hmm. do you ever feel like i don't know sometimes i just worry like not being i guess the most knowledgeable person i don't want to say thing talk about things i don't know about or i feel like i have to do like hours of research for one episode type of thing on her bro you went awfully quiet. Would you do the honor of telling her how we exactly relate to this and what we talked about? Yeah, before we started our podcast, I was the one who said, "Yo, I don't feel like we know enough. I think we should do more research first, learn more for at least several years, you know, have better understanding before we make these videos and the thing is, like, we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to have the right amount of knowledge or the right amount of insight or wisdom. At the end of the day, it's like if you feel this calling, if you feel like Allah is pulling you to do this with several other sisters, I mean, you even mentioned yourself that you're looking for friends. So maybe this might be a pool in that direction. You are not only going to give da'wah, but you're also going to be making some lifelong sisters, some lifelong friends. So, yeah, it's, it's, you feel the pool, you go with it. You know, if, if Allah says move, you move. You don't question it. And if, if you don't know, well, then you learn. It's as simple as that. Mm, I also wanted to say something because I know Rami has some thoughts too, that there's nothing wrong with starting and just making a difference while you still can. There's a difference between doing that, sis, and just talking ignorantly. Do you know what I mean? So definitely start and start before, you know, start sooner than later. It's definitely better to start than not start at all. But simultaneously, you know, you're never going to get there. Some of the greatest scholars of, of Islam, they were asked, you know, at, at the very final moments of their of their lives, what, what do you regret? What would you like to do differently? What do you wish would have happened differently? And they were like, if only I started sooner. These are men that studied Islam for 80, 60 to 80 years. And that's what they were saying. So you're never going to get there. You're never going to be as good as you think you want to be. And that's not to discourage you from obviously seeking alim and, and knowledge and all that. But start somewhere. And if anything, when me, Rami and Anha, when the brothers, we were faced with all these reflections and paradigm shifts, like, do we really not know enough? We decided, okay, why not continue doing what we're doing, but just Continue learning now and really amp it up, inshallah. 100%.
Um, my only thoughts, firstly, Kwame Habib, may Allah bless you immensely. Alhamdulillah, I love these live chats. And we'll be attending them, inshallah. I did leave a lot of time purposes, but inshallah, not time. Inshallah, Habib, we'd love to have you back on uh, multiple times, inshallah. May Allah bless you immensely. Um, but back on this topic, sister, uh, I want to. all I want to add, because the brothers gave, I think, beautiful answers, mashallah. So I don't want to talk too much, but what I want to add is that uh, you're not you're not asked to be a scholar. You don't have you don't have to be a scholar. You're not a scholar. Um, and most people, unfortunately, I will say, will never be scholars. And that's not something that is you know uh, bad for the person or wrong for the person. Uh, just follow the simple principle that if you know, you will share. Because the Prophet he said, um, convey from me even if it's just one ayah. Uh, but I don't I don't want to misquote one, so I won't say it's a quote. But uh, one of the best things to do. Or maybe 90% of what you're going to do, you say that you don't know. And that's okay. There's beauty in saying, I don't know. Because if you, you don't know, let me go find out. You go find out. You learn. You expand your knowledge. You become better over time. And I think that's the same old story for, honestly, all of us. Uh, and it will be the same for you. And, you know, not everything is about knowledge. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. A lot of people miss out on. It's not always about knowledge. Sometimes it's just about demeanor, confidence. And kind of playing the role because I'm going to be honest, sister. If if the three of us, me, Fayed, and Anhel, make a video for the sisters about the sisters, and you and a group of sisters make the same exact video, yours is going to do better. Yours is going to be more received, or you know, better received than ours, just because you're a sister. And that's why I say we need more sisters in the dawah. And that's why I encourage sisters to, uh, you know, follow, take on the mantle, and, and be the the exemplary example for other sisters out there. Yeah, I think for the sake of having like. Being able to watch your guys' podcast has helped me so much. Um, coming closer to the dean as well. And like, it would be so nice to have something where women of Islam share our genuine experiences as well. So I feel like, I think it would be worth it to try and push past those fears. Yeah, it definitely would. And I think the last thing that I want to say is that when you do start doing this, you know, you and the sisters do what you can have conversations go in on certain things and you'll see like the more you learn the more you understand the more wisdom you have the more insight you have allah will increase the barakah allah will increase the outreach because it wasn't honestly it wasn't until me rami and fire began to really like go deeper into learning more and you know may Allah bless Rami because he was the first one that was already in it before us but it wasn't until like all three of us made that intention together to like really start going deeper into the studies and going deeper into Islam and then out of nowhere we started receiving barakah and like we could attribute this to you know putting up more content hitting things that are more trending and all that stuff but at the end of the day like everything happens by leave of Allah and it wasn't until we made that intention. So like, hey, I'm not saying that that's what it was. I'm just saying like, I'm putting two and two together and it just makes sense. So my insight is that, you know, just do your thing and keep learning as you go. And you'll see Allah just increase everything that you and the sisters are doing tenfold, hundredfold. You'll see, inshallah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one more thing that I, uh... Oh, or two more things actually uh, and kind of first one's piggybacking off of what Angel said I definitely believe uh, it'll be more beneficial for you and the sisters uh, on the podcast than it will be for the audience I honestly think me myself I think I have benefited 
more from this podcast than the viewers. And that's not just saying that I, I learned from Anhil Fayed and we learned from each other. That's saying that holding yourself accountable, putting yourself in a position of accountability and all of that, that responsibility pushes you to levels you never thought that you could reach. And that in and of itself, I think is a huge blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if that's a responsibility, you take on that mantle, it'll you know push you further, inshallah. And the second thing I want to say is, think that you're not knowledgeable or whatever, and there's a topic that's scary, do what we do, bring on someone who knows. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does he say in the Quran? He says, if you don't know, go to those who know. So that's it. If you don't know a topic, you want to talk about it, bring someone on, uh, a sister on, or maybe a brother on. Uh, if it's a, a sheikh, I think would be good as well, or a sheikh would be even better in my opinion. And have them talk about it, inshallah, from the Quran and the sunnah. And that'll put you, I think, miles ahead, inshallah. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful too. All right. With that being said, I think we got one last uh, chat. All right. Thank you guys so much. Jazakallah khair. All right. We're going we're gonna to address that later. Uh, yeah. And Wayak, this was a pleasure having you. And until next time. Guys, if you made it this far, smash the like button. What are you doing? We got like 150 viewers on the live stream. We should have at least 700 likes right on now. And uh, look forward to the live stream with Sheikh Uthman ibn Farooq on friday inshallah 7 p.m eastern standard time uh 11 59 p.m uk time gmt and with that being said rami do you think that being said we're ending the stream bro we're ending the stream bro come on it's been an hour and a half all right all right may allah bless you all of that being said allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab inar wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh